over the years, I've kept in a variety of little journals and notebooks a list, a running list of things that God has provided or done for our family, times he's protected us, times he provided some books for us or clothes or a car, uh, times he provided patience for a very stressful situation. One time, my wife and I were at the hospital in the emergency room. We thought we were all alone, kind of, surrounded by a bunch of strangers, and then I heard a co-worker's voice just 20 feet away, and it brought assurance to me. God provides. He's so faithful, and I hope you're able to get to a point of seeing his provision in all sorts of ways in your life. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's the vice president of the Parenting and Youth Department here at Focus on the Family, and we're going to turn back to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Tricia Goyer, who spent a year trying to get herself and her family to stop complaining And it involves some thankfulness. And uh, here she tells more of her story. Tricia, let's get to the practicals of your grumble-free one-year project. One thing is context. I mean, and I I just know as a dad of two boys, I mean, oftentimes what we would miss, Gene and I as parents, is we'd say, do this, do this for a year, but we wouldn't give them context. And you had a good spiritual insight about the grumbling issue. I think it dealt with the spies of Israel. Yes. But describe how, and I'm sure you use that with the kids to say, let's look at a biblical understanding of grumbling. Right. So how did you apply that? Yeah. So we read through Exodus and we read through Numbers, and those are some very long chapters with a lot of grumbling Israelites in it. And so after chapter after chapter, when they're grumbling and complaining, the kids are like, I'm so tired about listening about so the grumbling. So they're grumbling about yeah, grumbling. they're grumbling about grumbling. <laughs> but when we talk about the spies in Israel, so you have Joshua and you have Caleb, they went in, they saw the same things as the 10 other spies, but they saw that God could provide. And it goes to, in our lives, we can see that either God is there, he's going to provide, or we can see all the problems. So it's really turning our attention to finding the good inside of whatever is going on in our lives. And so we, uh, Pollyanna is a book that we were listening to on audiobook, and it talked about, you know, she played the glad game. So every time something happened, she would try to find something glad. Well, we tried to do without the first in and just got like too mushy, too over the board. <laughs> like, oh, look at this, my broken tooth. No, I'm glad because I get to go to the dentist. No, it did not work that way. But instead, we got to see, okay, what is going on in our lives? Where is God showing up? How can we be thankful for it? And kind of turn our attention, just like those two spies in there saw that God could provide. And they were the only ones that got to see the promised land because they were focusing on the provision of God instead of the difficulties happening in their lives. Do you think your kids understood the reward of that, that you know, God's plans for you unfold when you have a, a cheerful heart toward your circumstances? You know, it, it took over and over again talking about these things. That's and I a think good lesson. That's why we did it over a year because we would bring it up. We would bring it up again. We would memorize a scripture first with, you know, do everything without grumbling and complaining. I mean, I think the year working on it was something that we came back to over and over again. And there's months that I was thinking nothing has changed. No, that's <laughs> good to hear because we're all going to try this and we're going to go, nothing has changed. But what your goal was, was to help your children develop a grateful attitude. Yes. So you start this one-year journey, and of course you have holidays that come along. Christmas came along, and it was going to be a tough Christmas, if I remember the story correctly. What happened? What was the grumbling scene? And yes. how did you deal with it? Well, on Thanksgiving, my grandma broke her back. 
So this is not something that, and she lives with us. She just turned 90. And this isn't something that we expected when we're planning our year. And uh, it took us a while to even figure out that she had a broken back. So she's in the hospital. I'm not able to buy all the Christmas gifts. We're not able to do the activities. But she came home a couple days before Christmas. And the kids understood. Like I said, you know, guys, I haven't been able to do the shopping. We haven't decorated the cookies. But we were caring for grandma. And that actually ended up being one of the experiences that, was most meaningful. And if you ask any of my kids that they would say this is what they learned the most because here grandma is in her late 80s at the time. She has dementia. So every day she did not remember that she had a broken back. So we Mm. had an alarm. So when she tried to get out of bed and she'd start moaning, we would go and put her back brace on and she would be grumbling. I mean, she would not be grumbling actually. She would just be confused. And then we would tell her, you know, you broke her back and we were helping her. And here she is laying flat on her back and we would hear her praising. We would hear her singing praises to Jesus. So she couldn't remember that she had a broken back. She couldn't remember that she couldn't get out of bed, but she remembered to praise God. She remembered to be thankful. We'd hear her praying for all her family members. And that makes me think about even with the dementia, even though she couldn't remember she just had breakfast, she remembered every word to those hymns. She remembers scriptures that she was quoting and all those years of that praise being hardwired into her really made an impact and I would sit there and our homeschool room was right next to her bedroom and I said listen to that and they like she hasn't broken back but she is praising God and so it just really was impactful so this was not something we expected in the year but that was a perfect example of we could either hardwire grumbling into our lives and our hearts or we could hardwire praise into our hearts and That's that good. showed up that's excellent. And your kids caught it. And my kids caught it. And if they, if you asked them and said, what did you learn? We're like, we learned like grandma that even in hard stuff that we could praise God. That was really a powerful story about how Trisha's grandmother inspired her kids to worship God, to see him and worship him. And uh, Danny, is there someone that maybe you look up to that reminds you to turn to God and to praise him even during hard times? There are several in my life that I've noticed do that and have full respect for the fact that they practice what they preach. Mm-hmm. And one particular person that stands out is a lady named Barbara Law. Uh, I've known her since I was a little tiny kid. I think I was uh, six when we first met her. I was in Mexico, and we would visit she and her husband, Jim, in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Duncanville, Texas. I've been and, to Duncanville, uh, yeah. She's 87 years old now, and several years back, she broke her neck, and uh, then she had a lot of difficulties with her adult children. Her husband passed away, Jim passed away, and uh, her attitude is incredibly loving towards God. She Loves to sing. She was an ex-professional opera singer. Oh my. She walks around singing, and she says, praise the Lord, right, all the time. Mm. And she's, she loves to have conversation with God and brings optimism, joy to a room, even though she has had hardship. And even with, a, with a, a broken neck, she is still smiling and laughing and doesn't complain about that. You would not know unless you see that she cannot turn around. Mm. I do remember when we visited... Uh, Barbara uh, initially after she had broken her neck and she said, hey, I'll just drive us to a restaurant. My wife and I were visiting and uh, she was not complaining about that. And she knew how to use the mirrors to back out this this, this giant Texas-sized car. And I was very <laughs> nervous with the fact that she could not turn around. <laughs> and uh, And she drove us to the restaurant. And while we were in the restaurant, she said, hey, 
can we just sing in here? And uh-huh. she just started to sing in the restaurant and brought the uh, the waiters over and started to sing to them and 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 said, hey, do you know Jesus? And she was just so open about her relationship mm. with God. And I was going, wow, she is bold. She's courageous. She's thankful for whatever God brings her way. What a powerful testimony to me she has been throughout her life. That's great. And I hope that you have someone inspiring you to walk through the difficulties of life, but stay focused on the giver of life and the provider of all. And uh, maybe you don't have that person. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, that's nice for you guys. I don't have anybody. And I'm struggling. Uh, We have caring Christian counselors here, and we'd invite you to give us a call. Maybe talk that through. We could uh, maybe even put you in touch with somebody in your own area. Uh, It might be it's really just a matter of resources and reminders. And Uh, If you'll go through the book that uh, we heard about earlier from Tricia Goyer, um, The Grumble-Free Year, I'm pretty sure that uh, that'll be life-changing in many, many ways for you and for those around you. And we're making that book available to you as uh, a thank you for your donation of any amount to the ministry, um, either a one-time gift or a monthly pledge. Either way, uh, find details on uh, donating and getting a copy of that book in the show notes. And then take our free parenting assessment, which will help you decipher how things are going in uh, your relationship with your kids. It takes a few minutes of your time. It's free. And we'll link over to that assessment in the show notes as well. Next time, we'll hear from Elizabeth Oates describing how she learned to move on from a very difficult past. And for now, on behalf of Danny and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.